0: It's Coalfield and Company. Company, company, company. Marchessault drags it across the line right wing. Flips it to the middle in the end mark. Marchessault, extra pass to the left. They score. Jack Eichel from the left wing circle. The Knights have tied it 1-1. Theodore back and forth. Theodore shoots and scores. Might have been tipped on the way towards the net. Shea Theodore fires from the left side. Vegas takes a 5-1 lead. Power play goal for the Knights. Knights get it again. In the middle of the shot. Score! William Carlson. Six to one Golden Knights. Well, Carlson has a three-point game. It's time for Cofield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas. And-
1: Friday, 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 Friday. Adam Hill is the company. Cofield as we're uh, tracking NBA play-in action. Atlanta and Cleveland going on right now. We got Clippers and the Pelicans coming up later on. No Paul George, no Paul George because of COVID. So he's out and the line has shifted from uh, minus four Clippers at home to uh, still at home but getting a point against New Orleans. Big five time. <laughs>
0: Battle Born Injury Lawyers presents the
1: Big Five at Five. Number Five. So yeah, we're tracking the A's. Could be the late Las Vegas A's at some point down the road. They're off to a decent start. I'm not sure how well they're going to do this year. We'll see what the depth of the organization is. Some fine players right here in Las Vegas with the Aviators. But it could be a rough season. And it's going to be a rough season in the stands. Because those fans are not happy right now. And Dave Cavill, the uh, president, is very much – he's president of the A's. He's very much a Twitter presence, and I'm, I, I don't know what the philosophy is here. It's interesting. Um, he, he, Like you, he doesn't mind people coming at him. He doesn't mind haters. I think this was playful, but you never know with Tim Kawakami. He's one of the writers in the Bay Area who blocks everyone left and right, so I don't <laughs> know what kind of sense of rumor he has. These guys probably know each other, but uh, I noticed yesterday, uh, Kawakami was answering a question about the, the athletic – um, not having an A's writer exclusively covering the games and he told someone I truly don't know it's not up to me I totally uh, understand the question though and then Cavill the president of the A's I mean it's kind of embarrassing you're a Major League Baseball franchise and you may not have a dedicated writer from you know a somewhat major publication that spends you know some money um, Dave Cavill said uh, Tim who's it up to and I would like to have a word with them maybe this mysterious person would like to attend opening night does it surprise you that a pretty big publication would say, you know what, we're going to take a pass. We'll cover we'll cover your te- your games from time to time, but we're not going to be full time on the beat. I mean, it,
2: it's it's fairly. Well, I think it's interesting about their business model too, and where they are because there's certainly rumors that they're in trouble. Um,
1: I thought they were bought. I thought everything was good. They were bought by the New York Times. Now,
2: and to what end? <laughs> You're saying they could just be melded in, and half the sure. place could be blown out. Sure, I think they were just trying to get the subscriber base more than anything. Um, but we'll see. I mean, we'll see where yeah. where that goes. Um, I have a lot of friends that work there. I don't I hope nothing bad happens. Well, a them. lot of
1: people used it as a kind of a nice golden parachute as sure. newspapers were starting to downsize. Sure.
2: Um, but I I do think it's interesting. So you you kind of broke it down there, but basically somebody said, Is the athletic going to have somebody covering them? Kawakami said, I don't know, it's not up to me. And then Cavill's like, Who is this mysterious person? Like, he just said no. Like he was huh. basically saying there's not anyone. What do you mean? Maybe this mysterious person would like to be there opening night. He's yeah. saying there's not anybody there. There is, so. there is
1: someone I was following. I think it was a guy named Berman or something. And uh, he said, yeah, I, well, you know, I'm going to cover him from time to time. But I'm more of a baseball writer now than I was. That was my, That's my assignment. They asked me to go on the desk. And I write more general baseball now. So, I don't know. It, it shouldn't surprise people. Um, baseball is mostly covered. I mean, the, the A's have actually struggled in
2: recent years to even have a radio deal. Yeah, well, they're clearly second in the market. That's part of why they want to get out. I mean, they're they're you know that's that's part of the narrative. Um, I, I will also say like this is on it's it, there is a lot of chicken and egg too, right? Where a lot of people complain about what gets covered, and this this goes beyond sports. This isn't everything. Like, right. why do people cover this? There is a very easy answer. Yeah, you read it. Yep, they track so, everything. So you, I I literally right now can tell you. Within, within 10 seconds, if I, if I stopped looking at you and started looking at my computer, like I, I had a story post. My mock draft, I think, posted like an hour ago. I'm not sure right. it did, but let's say it did. I can tell you how many people have read it, how long they read it for, how many times they scrolled down the screen, if they were referred from Google or Twitter or Facebook or, or Instagram or wherever it came from. Right. I can tell you literally everything about who's reading it, when, why, how if it's on a tablet or a phone or a computer. like All that information I know. And if people read it, we're going to do another one. And if they don't, we'll probably stop covering that particular thing. So when people say, "Like, why is this covered?" Nobody wants to read this. They do. It's, it's all because based on
1: it's all based on reader interest right. and numbers. So in five years, if, if Vegas has the Raiders, the Knights, NBA, the Aces, MLS, indoor football, lacrosse, and UNLV, do you? Does the RJ devote one writer home and away to Major League Baseball to the A's?
2: I think they would. We would probably if year I had one. to. If I, well, year one. Year I think one. We, yes. I think After good. that, all bets it would, are off. It would right? And what people are reading. Now, are I you would,
1: sending anyone on the road to cover the Knights?
2: Uh, now. Yeah. yeah okay. So, what was going on during the season? Uh, we did, we did on every game, and there, that, that was still what? Well, that the Golden Knights. That's also. I'm saying that like I'm outraged. Right, but, I know that, but that's the point. Again, well, hold on, I just I just need to say this, that it's yeah. also, there was no access. Like, there's no reason to go on the road. What like, do you mean while, no access? Like, you would still have to go on Zoom for a lot of it. So, oh, like, okay. why would you go on the road? It doesn't right. make any sense. You can do it from home just the same as being there. So, But we, you we, did send, we, what, 14 people to the Combine?
1: Well, we had, we had full access there. Right? But you did send? We had four. Okay, so you sent four people people running and working out and lifting and well that's yeah but you're doing behind
2: the scenes stuff and
1: my point is um, it's the NFL sure, it's course. the NFL and everything else pales in comparison yeah. and in the Bay Area if no one wants to read about the A's because of what the A's have done to the A's what A's management has done to the A's then you don't get covered
2: yeah I, I, mean, so I don't know what I
1: don't know why if there's some big mystery to the president of the organization I'm sure they track lots of the
2: numbers too for all of the stuff that's important to them you know you know what did a lot of traffic for the A's I'm guessing uh, the stories about them shipping all their players away. Yeah. And then after that, nobody wanted to read about them because they didn't have players that they were interested in. So there's no mystery. Uh, I also saw this Cavill guy,
1: uh, just, I mean, it's just the fans have turned on him. So he sent out something just the other day, just great win athletics. What an exciting young team. Someone responded like, uh, yeah, your average age is 29, <laughs> <laughs> but beyond that, it's just, you know, poverty franchise, uh, and you'll be trading Montes when, uh, someone puts up a gift. Nobody wants you here. Uh, an A's fan, see Cavill, praise a team that he'll end up destroying in a few years. Uh, winning despite Fisher's penny pinching. So, it's not a lot of positive right now on the Twitter account no. of the Prez of the A's. No. But you know what? Come to Vegas. We'll treat you real well here. <laughs> uh, you're not getting $300 million in public money, though. I don't think so. Uh,
2: I don't think so. And if that's a requirement, then they probably won't be coming.
1: Number four. Fun times. But I truly think there's, there's some method behind the madness. I'm trying to figure out what it is. With A's management. I'm trying. I am still haven't put my thumb on it yet. Eventually we'll figure it out. Sure. I think we're smart enough to crack the code. What's, what's the end game?
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, Dave Cavill could be off Twitter at some point if <laughs> Elon Musk
2: buys it. Yeah, this would be. What's going on with another Bay Area legend? <laughs> nice. Uh, he is trying to buy Twitter. That's is, kind of in the news. Is he? No, he's not. He's throwing around his. Uh, his supposed financial might. Right, he's trying to. He's he's tra- he's basically mm-hmm. trying to manipulate Tesla stock through trying to pretend he's buying Twitter. Right. Uh, essentially, what's and going on? And he did on. get
1: a reaction. A lot of people were like, well, I'm, "I'm done. I'm off Twitter." He,
2: and he got the other reaction too, of people that were like, "This, will, this will save Twitter." Like,
1: okay,
2: um. <laughs> just ridiculous. Uh. But even for those that are on that side, like, uh. he, let's say he was trying to buy Twitter, like what he'd be trying to do is trying to buy to destroy Twitter. So, like, I I have seen people say there is a fiduciary responsibility of a public company to make the most money, and if he's offering the most money, you have to sell it to him. That's not necessarily true because if his goal is to buy it to tank it, then it is the fiduciary responsibility to not sell it to him. Right. Um, There's a lot of moving pieces that's far beyond our comprehension of business for sure, but it does have a sports tie because there is a very popular meme and photo that is shared very often on Twitter. Of Tom Brady's combine photo of him looking very dumpy, we talked about dad bods at the combine earlier with Stanford Route. Uh Tom Brady's photo is obviously a historic uh, thing on Twitter, and Tom Brady has said, <laughs> "You did the good impression there." Yeah, I tried. Tom Brady has said, uh, "Please, Elon Musk, if you do by Twitter, ban people from sharing that photo." <laughs> it's funny.
1: It's, it's pretty good. funny. It's pretty good. That's funny. Was Michael hey, Jordan?
2: That- what the crying Jordan's gone too?
1: Should have bought it. He he should have got involved so he could buy it. He should partner up with Elon Musk. Actually, both of them should. They have enough money. The three of them could buy it. And then tank it and ban uh, Crying Jordan and uh, Bad Posture, Bad Body Brady.
2: The Coach K Crying Jordan when he lost his final game was
1: just tremendous. The hair and the skin tone and the tears, yes. It's a a creepy... Creepy but looking you, deal.
2: You know it's always coming, but it's always still surprising and great.
1: I don't know why. Do you think Brady's most annoyed about his, the look of his body or his posture? I think posture. when I imitated the the photo, I just did his posture. Because do you see him now in the rental car commercial with the? All he says is "Let's go." He's just very impatient. He's a very impatient guy. But I mentioned commercials and Adam looks at me like he has no clue what's
2: going on. Watch commercials.
1: Oh, you gotta watch, you gotta watch the Brady commercial. He's probably making millions off of this commercial, and he's just like,
2: let's we, go. We, let's go. The amount that but you come on, let's go. The amount that you love commercials. Like when you're watching a YouTube video, do you not skip ads?
1: So I watch a lot of shows. Okay. And I watch them on Hulu and Netflix, and especially on Hulu, they, they run they, they run like, commercials. Yeah. Now you can buy the commercial free, but I'm too cheap. And plus, I need Like last night, I was watching a bunch of snowfall, right? Sure. And they have like 90-second breaks. And during the 90-second break, I can either watch the commercials, which are the same. There's like six commercials in an hour. I can watch the same commercial or I can scroll on my phone. So I kind of go back and forth. But so, yeah, the Tom Brady rental car commercial I've seen probably 500 times. I need to find it. I, I,
2: I couldn't tell you. What I'm do you joking.
1: do during the commercial? Do you buy, do you buy do every app you buy, every one you sign up for, do
2: you buy commercial free? Do you spend any extra money? Uh, no, I, but I, like you said, I'm, I'm on the phone or I'm switching to something else, or usually I have multiple screens going, so I just go to the other screen. Yeah, I can only look through TikTok so much. It just gets so <laughs> repetitive. I'm like, I, and then I feel kind of sick. How How is it possible, like, you feel like you're on TikTok for like two minutes and you look up and you're like, hour and a half? Yep. What just happened? I've now there. There are times,
1: it's weird. Well, you're we doing a whole, a whole different path here. <laughs> I know. Um, I, you're, you're, you know, this is. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. I just, well, I'm an observation in my life. I've had like different runs of sleeping. Right, where sometimes you sleep really well. Sometimes you sleep poorly. I, or, or and other times, like there were probably 15 years ago. I could, I would have trouble falling asleep because my mind would be going so fast. Right. I uh, was thinking about stuff, I'd be I'd be sitting there for an hour, right? Now, I swear, I go on TikTok, and then I, I scroll through, right? And I just find myself, all of a sudden, the phone starts falling out of my hand. And I'm like, all hey, right, it's time to go to sleep. <laughs> stupid story, but, like, that's... You're right, but there are other times you can be on there, and you're like, oh, my God, I just laid in bed here looking at well, this stupid wait, app, that- and it's 45 minutes later. Do you, do you eat candy first? What do you mean? Do I get all hyped up?
2: Or do, do you eat candy?
1: I don't know. Is this some <laughs> reference to what he's his, the algorithms doing for him? No, just, um, it's fine. i was just is trying. A to, Seinfeld joke? No, I'm just trying to be. Never mind. It's fine. We'll get it during the break, <laughs> or someone will text us. I'm sure some sure people get it. Tweet us and explain it. Number three. You know what I could do is just sit in bed with my burner account and just raz other people at the station, raz local athletes and coaches, sure? just start fights. Could do that, but I don't have a burner account, so. And who would? Anyone who's got, you know, has you know, little time, and I just mentioned I watch a lot of TV. But if you're an important person, right, like like I am, joke. If you're an important person, why would you ever have a burner account? You're telling me that you believe LSU's coach Brian Kelly has a burner account. I mean, I would bet on
2: it at this point. You would bet on the it. The evidence is very overwhelming. What? Uh, and first of all, I will say, local sports celebrity Dave Ziegler has a has a burner. What? Yeah. The GM of the Raiders. Yeah. How do you know this? He told me okay, and then I followed it, and he hasn't accepted my follow request. What does he use it for? He just to see what everybody's tweeting. We don't oh, he doesn't he's not on there. No, he doesn't tweet. He just he has an account to see what everybody's tweeting.
1: But he won't go up as himself
2: because no. then he would be peppered by. Right. Well, then he'd be like, oh, look who he's following. Or as we've seen, from players. No, I'm not. This is not. I'm not saying Dave Ziggler does this, but as we've seen people in the past, your likes get discovered, and you're like, oh man, this is not good.
1: Yeah. Was, it, was it Carlos Martinez? It was just yes. all porn?
2: Yes. There's been a couple of those. Yeah. Uh, Ted Cruz, by the way. Several, several of those. Burner on his, accounts? Sure, no. On or, his, or likes. On his actual account. Porn? Yeah. A nice. bunch of them. Uh, so, Brian Kelly is a despicable human being. I think we can all agree on that part of it. Uh, I would argue with you, but I, he, I, mean, I'm not, I don't have the energy to fight. He has a... I'm saying he has a burner account. This is not confirmed, but I'm saying I've seen enough evidence. I'm saying he has a burner account that trashes Marcus Freeman, who was his assistant coach at Notre Dame, who he, by the way, offered to make the most highly paid assistant coach in the nation to go to LSU with him. Freeman said, no, I'm going to be the head coach at Notre Dame, and apparently Kelly is upset at this. I don't know what's going this on. Is, this is
1: not real. He
2: has a burner Eight account.
1: 8 a $10 million a year LSU college football coach. Is wasting his time with a burner account?
2: Well, it's clear because the burner account handle is at Stinky one seven three zero two one five three. So that's that's Brian Kelly. Just so people know, uh, he ha- so. How do you know that? On his so th- this account is out there. It follows Brian Kelly, his daughters, or his kids, and a couple LSU like sites, like LSU football, LSU whatever. Okay, that's who it follows. Right. It also has only tweeted a couple of times. All to trash Marcus Freeman and the administration back at Notre Dame. And the other day, Brian Kelly, on his official Instagram account, posted a screenshot from at stinky 17302153. Oh, no. From January, trashing Freeman and the administration at Notre Dame. Why on earth did he? Clearly, he didn't mean to post this. Yeah he had it in his in his gallery right. he probably meant to post something else he posted this why did he have a screenshot of this that was this account that nobody follows nobody follows it it follows only Brian Kelly and his family in LSU football why did he have it on his phone why did he post it and why is he trashing Marcus Freeman there's a couple other details that show that it's probably him but the, the whole thing is why does he have this account and why is he putting out he immediately deleted this but of course everybody already saw it and they did the investigations and it's pretty clear that Brian Kelly has this burner account trashing the administration and one of the things he said is everyone knows that the president and athletic director are leaving in two years they're going to get a new coach anyway like it's a sinking ship basically so everybody should just get out he's a good coach is he going to be a disaster at LSU yeah yes why well, he does have the accent. He's got that down. thats I mean, it was so ridiculous with the family. I'm here for y'all. My family and I are like, dude, you're from the Northeast. What are you doing? He's going hes going to be a disaster. And his burner account is not going to tell you that.
1: Number two. Floyd Mayweather wants to help out Antonio Brown. He says sure. he's going to pay any NFL team a guaranteed $20 million if they sign AB as insurance. If it doesn't work out, free $20 million. Do it for AB.
2: Who's, who's determining whether it worked out or not? Isn't that pretty subjective?
1: I don't know if there. I'd... I don't know if he has official terms of the deal out. I'm not sure that <laughs> of Floyd has thought this through. If, it wor- if you're listening right now, Floyd, call in and <laughs> sure. tell us if well, you we got know, some
2: stipulation of not working out. We know Floyd likes to listen. First of all, why? why? What? What is the point of this? What him listening to us? No, ever. Ted, what is the point of paying twenty million dollars for a team and? He went on the Pivot podcast to explain the unfairness
1: Brown receives from the league. It's all the league. It's AB the has league, never set himself up.
2: He didn't storm off the field last year. Like if if AB had a good year and then stormed out, wouldn't that be? I'm sure Floyd would consider that working it out, working out. But like the concern isn't that he's not going to be a good player. I think most people would say he probably would be a good player. He probably would help your team. But that, it's all the other stuff. It's all the other stuff. So who's determining whether it works out or not?
1: number one you know what i say when it comes to social media whether it's brian kelly or floyd or robin leonard if it becomes overwhelming and takes over your life just get off just delete the whole freaking thing and one of the many times i've been right on the show of course i told you repeatedly before the season that robin leonard needed to get off of social media he did about Two weeks ago because, it, as I predicted, the fans would become just too much. And now, well, the other thing I talked about, and I wasn't rooting to be right on this one, Robin Leonard just can't catch a break from a health standpoint. I don't know what's going on today, but he's gone back home from the road trip. It sounds like a family emergency. I don't know if he plays. if He's clearly – I'm not going to say clearly. It would be a long shot that he's playing tomorrow. He's back here. It's a day game too. So. Yeah, it's a day. It's a 1 o'clock game. So – yeah, you know, we came into the day. Hey, now what do you do? Logan Thompson had a really nice game against Calgary. If you missed it last night, they win 6-1. He made some nice saves. I thought his save early in the game, which which appeared to be basically a header, a puck went on his head and he was like, eh, and you know, headed it away. Um, but he had a pretty good game last night. Candy told us yesterday. He's like, well, you know, Leonard hasn't been great. So at this point, what is the difference? Logan Thompson and Leonard
2: are about the same guy. Yeah. I I think that that's fair. And um, Logan Thompson got the benefit of the team having, I thought, their their most impressive effort in a long time. Uh, they finally got it. Like, hey, your back's against the wall. You have to go play. I think a, a lot of guys just figured they'd be able to turn it on easily or at some point. And now they kind of have. They flipped the switch. We'll see if they keep that going. Um, but, yeah, that was a, a good effort. And, and Thompson has played well enough in his in his appearances, lately especially, Uh, to to warrant more playing time anyway so good giveaway time 364 1100 364 1100
1: right now caller seven gets two tickets to see jimmy buffett it's coming up in october october 15th there's two shows uh, october 8th and october 15th today earlier uh, in the day tickets went on sale for the uh, 15th show the second show axs.com you can get your own jimmy buffett tickets there at axs.com right now at the ticket window, Ari's gotcha. Caller seven. By the way, the show is at the MGM Grand Garden Arena. If you uh, are into the venues, caller seven. Jimmy Buffett tickets three six four eleven hundred.
0: It's the Big Five at five. Brought to you by Battle Born Injury Lawyers. If you've been injured, call Justin Watkins at Battle Born Injury Lawyers five seven zero nine thousand. You know what I said? I said nothing. Nothing. GTFM. Get the f***ing money. Get the. F- Money. Do you get the f***ing money? I get the f***ing money, Then show me! me. Yeah. Show me! I get the f***ing money. I get the f***ing money. I get
2: the f***ing money.
0: Now, back to Coalfield and Company in the Finley Toyota
1: studio. Oh, she got the money. She got the money. That's from the dropout. One of the many shows I will watch before the rest of the staff. Elizabeth Holmes. Okay.
2: What What is that on? Hulu. Okay. I recently did acquire Hulu. That was supposed to be Larry Ellison,
1: who she eventually built. Okay. So, fascinating story. I know you know a little bit about it. So, she's awaiting sentencing now. The, uh, the series is pretty good so far. Really weird lady. Very weird. It's no winning time. It's no winning time, but the greatest show ever made. <laughs> um white collar crime and the mentality that goes into it. It's pretty fascinating. Oh, yeah. For sure. She was she was worth $9 billion at one time. Ooh. Eventually got devalued to zero. It's quite a Quickly fall. It's quite a fall. As now awaiting sentencing. Watch it. It's I'll check it out. It's good. It's good. How stuff. long is it? So and they were just screaming on a boat. The philosophy of, <laughs> you don't have to have a working product. Just go get the money. Get your venture capitalist money. <laughs> go get your pharma money. Let's do it. Yeah, I'm really enjoying winning time. It's That's awesome. so good. I, I mentioned yesterday. Um, I, I mean, I do Wait, see where. Clay is in it? Who?
2: Clay from 13 Reasons Why is in the dropout?
1: Oh, it says it on there. Maybe. Um, maybe I haven't seen him yet. Right. Okay. Maybe I missed him. It says he's on there. Yeah. That's good. But I mentioned yesterday that uh, there, there are some things where they kind of stretch it a little bit for entertainment reasons. Like Paul West said, we've talked to him and he's a legendary basketball coach, he was not quite the clueless dork when he took over
2: the Lakers. Oh, I don't know if clueless dork is fair. Like genius yeah. who's just scared to actually, yeah. a little intimidated, actually put his thoughts into action who Thinks he's better as an assistant than a head coach, but, like that? but all, all
1: that stuff like, all the hey, they dramatized this. Like, I saw Gary Veedy, the longtime trainer, says he was out there for a couple of days and he's like, I'm out of here, this is so ridiculous and inaccurate, I'm gone.
2: Just enjoy the show, right. bro.
1: Yeah, I mean, a, a lot of it is based in the general personalities of the people in and around the Lakers,
2: right? And 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 yeah, stories also, first of all. Even if you are involved in a story this is one thing I, I definitely point out to people even if you are involved in a story you don't know everything that's going on around you like you don't know what the other people are doing or going through so you don't know fully that it's that it's accurate or not just because you only saw your perspective mm-hmm. of things so so there is that part of it and there's the dramatization part for sure which anybody watching I think should understand that there's some dramatized portions of it like uh there's been a big deal made of and I'm trying to remember what it is now. I'm going to watch the series again because it's so good. But the, Magic Johnson's friends come to him with like a business idea when he's leaving home, and there were some people that fought back, like that's not the idea they had. It was this other, and like, okay. Well, the point is, people are approaching him with these ideas because he's going to have money. Like that's what they're trying to tell. They don't. It's not about what the actual product was that they were trying to get him to sell.
1: Did you watch the last episode? Of course. I did. Phil Knight makes an appearance.
2: I mean Phil Knight. Phil Knight makes an appearance on the show,
1: and then they estimate that that's Magic Magic picking Converse <laughs> instead of Nike may have cost him like five point two billion dollars. Seems high to me, but well, they, was, they were giving him shares, and they were yeah. giving him a per
2: sneaker deal. And they sold. were just saying they were saying that's what that's how many shoes he sold plus what his share price would have been worth. Now you could say maybe the share if they get Magic, do they then get Jordan? Maybe not. Well, if they if Nike gets magic and Converse doesn't, does Nike have the chops
1: to actually market it as big as Magic is to get enough of those shoes out there? Converse was the king at the time. And the their camp Converse's campaign was Magic, Bird, freaking Mikhail got I mean, they had like six different sneakers with all different teams and players. Sure.
2: And but to, to the point oh. of what they're saying is that Nike want Phil Knight and Nike wanted to do for Magic what they ended up doing for Jordan. And if they did it for Magic, would they have not built everything around Jordan and would the brand have not been a big – and, by the way, when Magic went through, what he went through with the, the announcement, like, does that screw up the company in some way? Those are all questions you don't know, but their point is if he would have taken that deal and everything else would have been the same way, he cost himself over $5 billion. That's nuts.
0: Cofield and company will be back in minutes right here on ESPN Las Vegas. comes to center, but Janmark gets it there, works back in. Denmark left circle, yanks it in front, they score! Jonathan though jams it by Jacob Markstrom. Knights take a 4-1 lead. Now, back to Coalfield and Company in the Finley Toyota studio.
1: Knights and Kings going at it for a playoff berth. And not in that game, but head-to-head in separate games. The last couple days have been kind of crazy. Uh, Kings had a tough time, and then the Knights have a great time last night in Calgary. Play-by-play guy for the uh, L.A. Kings is Alex Faust. Has joined us before. Gets a couple minutes here to talk a little hockey. How are you?
2: Hey, I'm good. How are you guys? Uh, Great to be on you. Yeah, good. Good to hear from you again. And uh, just want to get your your thought on kind of where the level of confidence is with the Kings now, like. You know, a couple weeks ago it looked like they were headed for the playoffs almost for certain. Now they're kind of holding on a little bit. What is the confidence level that they can make it?
1: Oh, well, I mean, (laughs) it's interesting how this race has transpired, right? You know, we've got uh, so many injuries here. I
2: know obviously
1: the announcement that Drew Doughty was done for the season, but, you know, I I think that they've proven that they can play
0: with
1: level. Colorado, obviously, they're not above. Uh, Minnesota, there of but you know you're looking at the final six games of the season. Everybody's talked about it. The Kings will not play another team in a playoff spot the rest of the way, and that's to give them some confidence. At the same time, you guys know you know college kids come up, and time uh, you say the bottom feeder that really isn't anymore because with nothing.
2: So let's uh, let's put Alex on hold real quick and see if we can get a cleaner. Yeah, signal here. As you talked about the the injuries, certainly have been stacking up for the Kings. I mean, everybody talks about Vegas's injuries uh, for the Kings. They've they've had them too, and um, they've been dealing with and trying to figure it out. Uh, and and back to uh, your point, Alex, like the 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 schedule is very very favorable for the Kings. Realistic when you look at it, like they're going to be favored in all six games. How many do you think they need to win to make sure they get in the playoffs? I think we lost him we tried. To get
1: back. yeah, phones happen sometimes. We'll resched for down the road uh he's he's
2: driving around somewhere, yeah, so what well, do you think is gonna happen? well i mean the the nights now are back to for most projections, and there's different places you can look, but for most of them, they're back over fifty percent. Uh, I know money puck i I had it called up so, uh five thirty eight which you know obviously people know from their political stuff, but they do a lot of uh sports stuff too. Uh, They're at 63% now for the Knights uh, to make the playoffs. Uh, Money puck is one that I use quite a bit. They are at 53.8%, so around 54% that they'd be in. Now, that's not totally at the expense of the Kings. The Kings are down, they've been around 90 to 94% for the last couple of weeks. They are right now down to 71%. So, you know, they both can make it. It's not just a head-to-head battle. Uh, Obviously, the Knights could also sneak into a wild card if, you know, Dallas or, um, uh, you know, one of the other teams in the Nashville also uh, compete, competing with them uh, kind of struggles, and Nashville has a tough schedule down the stretch. Dallas has a game at home against the Knights down the stretch, so that could be a key swing game there, but uh, the Kings have been one that they've been focused on, and right now the Knights actually control their own destiny in that race because the Knights have one extra game, and they're be- behind by one point. So if they went out and the Kings went out, the Knights would uh, clinch that spot but the Knights do have a more difficult schedule down the stretch than the Kings do. Um, they, they, I'm sure are hoping that the Kings lose uh, a spot here and there uh, or a point here and there in, in these games down the stretch. And obviously not being at full strength and having some pressure on them is going to be uh, part of that. Uh, but right now I think the Knights certainly have to feel a lot better than they did a couple of days ago and even a couple of weeks ago.
1: Tomorrow at the Oilers, Monday, back in town for three games at home. Devils, then Caps, and Sharks, and then three straight to close it out. Stars, Blackhawks, Blues. You tell me, in some ways, do you think some of the Knights actually welcome going on the road? Maybe. We saw that stupid jacket the other day. Some fan walking around with, Leonard sucks. We deserve better. Right. Um, Marcia so has made comments in the past, you know, about hopefully we come home and their support. Yeah. And by the way, it's, I mean, it's a very demanding crowd. They've been, they were served all winning for the first three years and they're good this year. Just not really good. Yeah, And a lot of it's the injuries. So I just, I don't know. I wonder there are times teams are like, "Eh, you know, let's. You know, us against us against the world is acceptable on the road. Us, like, with a crowd that's on
2: edge that might start booing us, eh, not so great. And, and, it, and it goes both ways because I, I think when when they are playing well, it, the, the fans... It's a crazy place. It, it's a tough place to when play. When things are going team. well, it's a crazy place. And I'm not saying um, as soon as the nights go down, the crowd turns on them. But, well, I, I, I tweeted out the other game, and it, it proved, you know, somewhat true, is that the first half of the first period in the game that they got blown out at home, before they were getting blown out, in fact, it was 0 0. And then even I think they went up 1 nothing in that game. Actually, it was dead yeah. in that arena. Dead. And I tweeted that out at the beginning of the game. and said, there's no energy in this place at all. And so, yeah, I think in that case, it probably would have been better for them to be on the road uh, and to not be around that negativity. Um, which, by the way, again, this is, this is not, you know, we talked about the A's earlier. If you want to jump ship from the A's because they're not trying, like, I still think it's ridiculous, but okay. This is a team that's fighting for a playoff spot, and you're like, this team stakes. You've never had a down day as a fan of this team. <laughs> what are you doing? You, the, I mean, just awful. You, you said this was coming. Of course, it's not surprising. Well, you didn't say this
1: was coming. You said, "Let's see what the reaction is when they're not on top of the world."
2: Right. And by the way, they still kind of are on top of the world. No, no, they're, like I said, they're <laughs> they're a good,
1: not great or super great team. They're a good team.
2: And I think they're they're borderline great when everybody's healthy. Yeah, and you know, we, we don't know. Like it looked yesterday, like there was some some closer to full full health, but it is still guys kind of working their way back in the lineup in a lot, large degree. And Leonard hasn't been healthy in months, so it, they're not at you know necessarily full strength. But they that performance yesterday was what this team is capable of. They went against the first place team, a team that's going to have home ice in the division, and destroyed them and and looked like the better team in that game. So. Um, that's a team that's perfectly capable of doing that. I don't think anybody wants – I'm sure, because usually at this time of year down the stretch, you're, if you're looking at that, you're like, yeah, I think some of these teams are probably going to start bringing up some prospects, like let their starters rest, make sure they're healthy for the playoffs. I think when you're playing the Knights, you're doing everything you can to make sure they're not in. Uh, if you're a team that could potentially play either the Kings uh, – we're talking about the Oilers in particular – but anybody. like I, If I'm one of the other teams in the West, if hmm. I'm the Blues – like, you wouldn't have to play them necessarily till right. the end. I can but take care of them in one game. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's, let's do it. Let's get them out let's and go. get the Kings like Tom in. Brady. Yeah, that's one less. If there's eight teams in the West and one of them isn't going to really give you much of a challenge, isn't that the team you want in? I think a lot of teams in the West are really hoping the Kings beat out the Knights here. Knights tweeted at 314, Robin
1: Leonard's return to Vegas due to a health issue. One of his family members. We look forward to the return, uh, his return to the team as soon as possible. Say he's out like
2: four or five days. What are they doing? It's well, Logan Thompson every day? It will be, but the, there's no – I think I was looking. I don't think there's any back-to-back. I don't think there's any even real no. travel. I mean, like no. the Edmonton to Calgary that they're on right now is obviously a pretty short trip. Well, Saturday, Monday, um, Wednesday, Sunday.
1: So, yeah. It's good breaks between
2: all the guys. Yeah, there, and, and there's not any, like, brutal travel anywhere like that. Um, so, you know, I think and, – and when we talk about the – you know, this is this – is, <sighs> This is among the toughest games at Edmonton. Edmonton's been playing really well. It's on the road. It's the end of a trip. Uh, there's some factors there. And then they've got, as you mentioned, you know, the Devils at home, the Sharks at home. Those should be wins. Um, at Chicago, they've kind of given up, but it's still a road game. Um, and then the Blues are probably Blues. not going to be giving it everything in their last game of the year. That Stars game is going to be really tough. And the, the, the Kings don't have any of those. Kings don't have any of those really tough spots. Uh, and I would say the Capitals game. Um, I would expect at the end of a long trip and the Capitals already have their spot clinched, that there's not going to be a whole lot of intensity from the Capitals. Coming up, we close out with a little college basketball as,
1: uh, boy, the transfer portal and the NBA draft process around the Mountain West Conference has been a freaking nightmare. Reno and Alfred had already lost two of their best potential returning players. Now they've lost the best returning player, Grant Sherfield, to the portal.
0: More of Cofield & Company is on the way. Live in the Finley Toyota Studios. (whistles) Cofield & Company presents...
2: Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. on, 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 on. grab bag. Don't touch it. Don't even look at it.
0: Only on ESPN Las Vegas. Vegas. Vegas, Stick your hand in
1: there, Dave. That was a weird collision in uh, Cleveland, Atlanta... First half, 30 seconds left, Cleveland up 60-49, they get out to a big start. Clint Capella just went out of the game, but the problem was Capella tried to play defense on uh, Mobley, he kind of ran into him, got by him, and then as he passed him, then he grabbed his shoulders and pulled Mobley back, Mobley then falls on Capella, and his knee bends you know, backwards, Yeah. like bro, you're the one who freaking pulled him into you. So. Well,
2: it was one of those things like when you foul somebody, you want to make sure they don't score. So he fouled them, and then he's like, well, let me make sure he doesn't actually get a man no. one here, and he pulled them to the ground and pulled him right onto his knee.
1: Not good. No. So a 12-point lead for Cleveland. This is for the 8-slot, eight 8-9 eight in this matchup, 8-slot in the East uh, with just a few seconds left in the first half.
0: Stick your hand in there,
1: Dave. What's this weird thing going on with uh, the Miami Marlins? There's, uh, what, Barry Jackson's a longtime Miami media guy. He's talking mm-hmm. about drink gate. This is very inside baseball, and if I heard this, on local radio, I, I would expect you probably to hate it, but we'll see if we can explain this so maybe you don't hate us so much. Uh, Barry Jackson said, the Marlins have begun charging $3 for soft drinks in the press box. Uh, he jokes, he jokes, wouldn't have happened if they had uh, signed either Avisel Garcia or Soler. Since least, they signed
2: both of them, yeah, now they yeah. have to pay.
1: Now, now they have to pay for these drinks, so the media is helping pay for the players. Um, he got a reaction. He says, Marlins management never authorized or instituted this charge. <laughs> Some rogue a a employee. rogue <laughs> dining employee did this without authority. I guess uh, the Elizabeth Holmes of uh, rogue employees with the Marlins. Uh, there will presumably be consequences, as there should be. This is layered with lots of sarcasm of and jokiness. Our buddy Bruce NV, who is now TO Bruce in Texas, one of our favorite listeners, retweeted this and said, I can't hate the sports media more. I think he's kidding, dude. He's kidding. The $3 thing might be true, but I think he's kidding about, you know, saying, like, hey, we're paying for the players and there better be consequences.
2: Yeah, but I mean there's, there's no way to actually talk about it seriously. Like, I am not talking about it seriously, but right. I will say, like, things like when Media people are talking about, like, oh, paying for parking or doing this. Like, for the most part, there are some in the media that are doing those things just to go, like, just to go to a game. Right. But, like, this is also workplace stuff, right? It's – that's my place of work. So when – like, this is the same as your work. So basically what they're saying is if you've had free coffee in your break room for the last 10 years right. and you come into work one day and they're like, it's going to be $5 for coffee today. You'd be like, what the hell? It's not that big of a deal. Like, okay, well, I mean, well, if were, whatever.
1: If it were to tie it to what happens here locally, EDRs at casinos, when you get breaks, especially as dealers, your breaks are pretty short. You can't actually leave the building right. um, to go and get something. I guess you'd go to the food court and pay. Like, you don't really have the option. Um, I guess you can bring your own stuff. I, I have – I mean, I talked to enough people who work in casinos and the decline of the EDRs right. uh, over the last 25 years is – horrific like to the point where people and, I, and I, I'm an animal so I'll eat anything so if it's leftover buffet food which I think a lot of it is now if, from five days ago I will still eat it man, I, ate a, I found some old um, snacks that the SO had buried in the back of a pantry and I threw them in my bag and I'm like I oh, these are probably still good and yesterday I got to Silver 7's and I had like some sort of granola bar and I will eat anything and I, I, I took a bite I started chewing and I'm like man this tastes old just <laughs> just musty now, did I finish it? Yeah, you did. I did not. Upset. What? I did not. I've been eating a lot of old food this week, and none of it <laughs> has affected me. A lot of old food. Like, the so had some yakisoba, and she's like, that's a week old. And I'm like, let's go. And it
2: worked out Usually fine. Usually when you do that, you'll, like, grill it up and, like, throw something else in it and repurpose it. I didn't. Um, okay. But that was fine. But this was the one to, like,
1: I had to draw the line at, man, this is just stale. It's chemically stale. Chemicali something. I don't know. It just was not good. So anyway, do you want to continue talking about the $3 soda? If someone else asked like, and this would be me, I'd be like, I'll pay 3 but I get free refills, right? Nope.
2: Well imagine, not, imagine not even they're,
1: they're like, like the refills are more too.
2: Like I do think it's important to, to stress that like it's a workplace. Yeah. Like that's what the issue is. Like I know people will be like, radio needs free. Like, no, it's it's that's your workplace. I mean you are
1: there for a long at a baseball. A long game. Time. If you're getting there well before the game, you're probably there six well, or seven of, hours.
2: Think of like I'm just thinking of like Legion Stadium. That's my workplace. Yeah. My press box. I'm there on a game day, a one o'clock game. Unless I do the morning show with you, yeah. I'm there like 8 a.m. and, and I'm leaving. I'm leaving there 11 p.m.
1: Okay. No, like there are times,
2: that, and this is not complaining. There are times that no. the Thomas
1: and Mac when we do the show. Um, you know, if it's an if it's an 8 o'clock a.m. I'm there from whatever you
2: know 2:30 for the show until 11 o'clock. So, so again, it's 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 more just related to your workplace, like yeah. when you do. And by the way, okay, uh, the charge, you better keep it like it, you don't run out of like the whatever iced tea in the second inning. Like now it's a, now it's a business. I'm oh, so better now you're get gonna have to keep iced it. Yeah, well, well, I'm just making that an example. But, yes, think about it as your workplace. Don't think about it as media and how much you hate them.
1: Stick your hand in there, Dave. You know, a fan was asking me earlier on Twitter, and I appreciate any questions I get, about uh, the Mountain West and and the Wyoming uh, transfer portal. They pulled in a bunch of guys, two guys from USC, a guy from UCLA. They have a lot of returning players, right? And the person said, hey, the Mountain West looks like it's going to be pretty good, could be three or four teams again in in the tournament, and I didn't get the answer yet, but I'm like, well, I don't know what's going to happen with the rosters because almost everyone – it has definitely lost someone or is going to lose someone. The NBA draft process right now for the Mountain West Conference has David Roddy, Colorado State, Hunter Maldonado, uh, Wyoming, who, by the way, I don't know if they want him back. Yeah. Because they brought in Ethan Anderson from USC. He's going to play the point. Probably twenty-five minutes a night. Now Maldonado can be a you know a big guard or a small forward too. Um, Donovan Williams is testing it. Bryce Hamilton is definitely gone. Orlando Robinson is testing it. There's a good chance he could be a second-round oh, yeah. pick. Yeah. He could be gone. Justin Bean and Brendan Horvath. I mean, are they NBA players? Probably not. But they're they're gone. And that was a good dynamic duo at the the uh, four and five for Utah State. Jalen House. He'll come back, but he's testing it. Abu Kijab is gone. Marcus Shaver at Boise is testing it. The transfer portal has Emmanuel Acott in. And now Reno, it looks like, has lost Warren Washington. Has definitely lost De- Desmond Cambridge because he went to Arizona State with his brother. And now, Jordan, Jordan uh, Grant Sherfield is in a 19-point-per-game scorer. Best player on the team. He ain't coming back. He's going to get lots of Power 5 offers. Okay.
2: And I think the one of the important things to remember is... If you're saying, well, a team like Nevada isn't one of those teams. They're not one of the tournament teams, so what, what does that matter anyway? You need, like, the reason that the conference looked so good on paper last year was because the bottom of the conference was good. Like, you need those teams to do well enough outside the league that even if they're kind of punching bags in the league, that they have some impressive numbers and they look good on paper so that you don't, you don't get too docked by them. So I think that's why it's important to know even those teams at the bottom are, are still good enough to make you look good on the resume.
0: Stick your
1: hand in there, Dave. Is there a reason for you to watch the USFL games? You mentioned some players who are in the league. Are there any rules they're trying that are intriguing? You always like that in these new leagues.
2: They are. They're trying out a bunch of the uh, proposed you know, potential rules to move in. Like you can you know, go for it on fourth down instead of an onside kick, that sort of thing. Um, I think there's some innovative stuff, and I think there's names, especially among the coaches, like Jeff Fisher's coaching. Like there's some names that you'd probably want to watch. If you want to watch football, watch it, and I think you can bet on it. So not I think. I know you can bet on it. There's a reason to watch.